Hi everybody, this is Corey Atkinson. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Elitist Podcast. We can find us pretty much daily or as things break and develop. I really want to thank you for taking your time to join us as we discuss really what this podcast is going to be. And we're also going to take a look today at the signing that All Elite Wrestling announced yesterday of Lance Archer, which is exciting, exciting news. So let's let's start off with just a brief introduction about what the podcast is going to be. So we're going to take in-depth looks at professional wrestling. So as news stories break, how are they going to impact All Elite Wrestling? Will they impact All Elite Wrestling? And if they do, or if we feel like they will, how? Now, I know that's a lot to cover, right? There's a million things going on in the the world of professional wrestling between WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, CMLL. There's so much professional wrestling out there. The NWA, I, I think I forgot that one, right? There's, there's always a new wrestling show happening. This show is dedicated to All Elite Wrestling. So the things that we cover here will be what impacts AEW. And we're not going to be looking at things with a through rose-colored glasses, as they say. So we're not going to be looking at things... Um, necessarily through just a always optimistic um, lens. We want to be, we need to be cynical when we need to be cynical. We need to be hard when we need to be hard. We need to say things suck when they suck. But more than that, I really do want this show to be optimistic because we are in such a really cool and unique time in the world of professional wrestling. That doing anything else feels like a disservice. I don't want to come in here and have this overly optimistic view of what the product is and where it's going. But I do want to have an objective look at where things are going. And hopefully through a somewhat positive lens. Because again, there is so much to celebrate. There is so much amazingness happening. So, if that is where you're coming from, great. Um, If you want to hate listen, (laughs) that's fine too. We'll take any listeners that we can get. But I think the the next thing that I want to call out is that the audio quality isn't great. I know that. I'm recording this on an iPhone. Yes, I will be purchasing proper podcast equipment. We will make sure to prioritize getting the the equipment and the music and the ed- all of it the editing we will make sure that this podcast becomes top notch right now admittedly it is not if you're listening to this i really do appreciate it it means the world to me but i also know that listening to somebody talk through an iphone trying to do a podcast can be a little rough so with that Bear with us. I promise it will get better. I promise that the music will get better. I don't like the generic music that they they have to offer on the platform that we're uh, utilizing right now, but it's a starting point, and that's what's important to me right now. I want to develop a presence online. 
I want to start to build the brand. And I really want to start talking about All Elite Wrestling. Now, let's get on to the news of the day. AEW's next pay-per-view is coming up here on Saturday. AEW Revolution. Coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be an awesome night. There's so many great matches, and, and we may or may not break those down. I feel like AEW has done a phenomenal job of really putting out the, the matches and letting people know what the matches are. I don't know that we need to be a broken record and tell you, you know, all about Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. You know all about that already. Nor do we need to break down things like the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Again, y'all know about that. Instead, I want to take a look at the signing that was announced last night on AEW Dynamite. That signing, of course, being the long-anticipated news that Lance Archer has signed with AEW. Lance Archer, as you know, has had a long career um, starting with his debut in 2000. His time with TNA first as Dallas and partnering with Kid Cash and later uh, working as Lance Hoyt and teaming with Jimmy Rave where they were the, the rock and roll duo with Christy Hemi. Kind of a fun gimmick, but then he kind of went away for a little bit after signing with WWE and having that not necessarily go the way that he wanted things to go. Archer joined Suzuki Goon, first within New Japan and then traveling with Minoru Suzuki and that group of assassins, essentially. And, and going to Pro Wrestling Noah, starting up a tag team with Davey Boy Smith Jr. as the Killer Elite Squad. And now, and since coming back to New Japan and now coming into his, his own as an individual star, um, I feel like he's always kind of been tethered throughout his career to stables or tag teams. And now he's in a position where he's really breaking out as a, a single star, which is awesome. He is, as I record this, I believe, the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP United States Champion, which is a really cool honor. He won that title from a, a vacancy from defeating Juice Robinson and went on to defend it and, and defeat I believe John Moxley. I'll have to double check that. I might actually be wrong. I think maybe Mox has the title. I forget. Um, regardless, what is important right now is the the Mohawk. What are they calling him? The the. I know you guys are all probably screaming it at your ear. The, the three of you that are probably listening to, <laughs> to this right now are probably uh, screaming it at me. Um, but he is the uh, the Murder Hawk. That's what it is. The Murder Hawk, which is a sweet nickname. It's an awesome nickname. It's something that I'm going to get used to over time. It's just I, I don't get a chance to watch as much New Japan Pro Wrestling as I would like, which also means that... Um, you know, when I make uh, mistakes around the lineage of the the middling U.S. title that, that New Japan has, um, 
it's not done out of, of spite. It's done out of ignorance. I, I, I try to follow the product as closely as possible, but it's the U.S. title that is barely defended, and it doesn't really matter. It's more. It was there mostly as a prop to to get the the US market excited. I don't know that it actually accomplished that, but regardless, let's let's move on here and talk about Lance Archer and what that might mean. So when when do we expect Lance Archer to debut? Now, I would expect that he'll probably debut um, in the next couple of weeks, I don't expect that he'll pop up at Revolution. If he pops up at Revolution, I think that kind of rushes him into the picture uh, prematurely. I, I think that there should be a build. I think they should do uh, vignettes and, and vignettes, not vignettes. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can tell us the first episode. No, I think they should do uh, vignettes uh, with Archer, really hyping up who he is, his accomplishments, and, and all of the different things that he's done. I really think they need to utilize John Moxley as, as being this catalyst for getting Archer over. I, I hope that after... You know, Moxley loses to Jericho at Revolution, that they bring in Archer either the next week or the week after or sometime in that month to to really, you know, lay out Moxley, get Archer over as a viable threat and an instant upper mid-carder, even possibly a man eventer. He has that kind of talent. So I think that's also something that we need to look at. What type of performer is Lance Archer? Lance Archer is somebody who's been around, like we said, since 2000. So he's got 20 years experience under his belt, give or take. That is invaluable experience. And I think the thing that some people might say that's a knock on him is that he's never really been a top draw. And that he's maybe been inconsistent over his, his tenure which I would agree with, actually. He has been somebody that has been inconsistent with how he performs. I remember back in his time with TNA, um, he would have amazing matches, and then he would have stinkers, you know? <clears throat> but I think that enough time has passed that, you know, especially looking at his, his body of work recently, that that's not as much of a concern, you know, when we look at Lance Archer now, he's been a high-performing member and one of the, the highlights of the Suzuki Goon stable. Um, you know, outside of Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki, he's probably the next guy up as far as being a, a leader on that team. And, and frankly, I think he might be the only guy that has been or will be in title contention. You know, Suzuki doesn't, they don't really seem to be giving him a sniff. And then Zack Sabre Jr. kind of had his run last year and has been focused more around like that Rev Pro Championship who, I mean, frankly, who really cares? I think Archer's been the guy in the stable and will continue to be the guy if they, 
if he continues to perform with the New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I would assume is part of his contract with AEW. It has not been explicitly noted yet, but let's assume that that's going to happen. So, why Lance Archer? I think the thing that's been sorely lacking on the AEW roster to date is size. I know that's something that Jim Ross likes to talk about. I know that's something that Cody Rhodes has brought up too when he went hoss hunting. Um, and they, they found Wardlow. And they hopefully will, will bring in somebody like a Jeff Cobb who I really think fits that, that hoss status as well. But Lance Archer totally fits that status. The dude's seven foot tall. Probably in the th- low 300s. That is incredible, and the stuff that that dude can do at that size, it's remarkable. So he's the the, the type of personality that I think they're going to have to bring in, but book carefully. He's going to be somebody that you could really um, leverage as an attraction because he is so different from the rest of the roster. You know, I think the only thing that um, could be a knock on him is that he is you know, significantly taller than all of your other stars. You know, the only one that probably comes close are are Hager and Luchasaurus. I'm not sure if there's anybody else in the roster that can even get close to the, the, the size of Lance Archer right now, which puts him as a, at an advantage as far as he has a totally unique and different look from everybody else's moveset and what he's capable of doing will be phenomenal and he'll be a great base for the smaller guys to kind of jump off of and really execute some really cool high-flying spots and he's in a position where he can actually take those types of bumps however uh one of the things that i hope that they do is they need to keep it realistic he can't come in there and you know get hoisted up by kenny omega and, and dropped with a one-winged angel. I don't know if that works for me. You know, I'm not saying that Kenny Omega can't beat him. In fact, Kenny Omega probably should be able to beat him. It just can't happen with a one-winged angel. I, I think that would be unrealistic, and, and it would look a little silly to me. Plus, you'd probably end up breaking Hoyt's, or Lance Archer's neck um, just because that dude is so much taller than anybody else that Omega's tried to get in that move. That being said, you know, he's going to have to lose. He's going to have to put people over, and he will. I, I don't think that's a problem. Um, how you do it, though, it has to happen differently than anybody else that you've got on the roster right now. That includes Swagger, and that includes Luchasaurus. But I would love to get your thoughts, your opinions on the signing of of Lance Archer. I think this is a really exciting time for fans of... AEW. He is a landmark signing for the brand. Granted, he hasn't been in WWE. He's not necessarily a, a established name in in the national uh, or in the the sense of fans who are either lapsed fans or or fans of the WWE product. He is a totally new name to the scene in the sense that they don't really know who Lance Archer is, or if they did, um, he has long been out of out of sight and out of mind. So he is a fresh face, but he will get over, I feel, 
instantly. He'll be one of those people that we can kind of look to and say, uh, over time, he is more of a homegrown AEW star. You know, he won't be a TNA star. He won't be a WWE star. He won't be even a New Japan or pro wrestling Noah star. I think as, as time goes on and as he progresses in his career, he'll be known as an AEW guy. And again, I would love to get your thoughts. Feel free to tweet at us. Um, my direct personal um, Twitter and Instagram is Corey A. Atkinson, C-O-R-E-A-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or feel free to reach out to us um, at our, our company, our brand, um, our, our podcast Twitter, which is at PW Elitists on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we will go through any kind of comments that we get, if we do get any, in fact. Otherwise, um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I just want to say thank you for listening. I want to say thank you for giving this a shot. I really hope that this was in, in some way informative. And um, in the future, we will take a deeper dive into Lance Archer, what he can and should do, who he should feud with, who would be a, a somebody that would be a really good mix. I kind of already tilted my hand when I talked through his history with John Moxley and how I think those two should instantly get into a program together post-revolution. I would love to see what you have to say and hear who you think would be a good fit for Lance Archer. Again, Corey A. Atkinson on Twitter and Instagram. PW Elitists, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have a great um, week and weekend as it's coming up here and i hope you tune in again in the future um feel free to have mash that subscribe button i hear people say that all the time i've always wanted to say it so yes hit the subscribe button join us again in the future if you hit that subscribe button obviously these episodes will fall right into your feed whether you're using uh apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or any other uh podcast platform that um, we're able to link up with. So for now, I'm Corey Atkinson saying goodbye, thank you, and take care.